Welcome to Love and Free Podcast with your host Moyo, here to encourage you to build your faith and experience life and godliness by appreciating the sufficiency of God, His Word and power. Catch us every weekday as we seek to view life in the abundance promised to us by Christ and ultimately help us know that we are truly loved and free. This episode is a continuation and conclusion of our previous episode on shame, so put on your seatbelt. I have at least one more episode that is related to what we've covered. And by the way, in case you have um, a topic that you'd like me to talk about that is related to pain, suffering, adversity, kindly send me a message on my Instagram page. So, last time we got to see how shame can hinder us from having an abundant life as promised in John 10, 10 and so how we fail to live the life that Christ died for and fall in the danger of seeing the devil still kill and destroy our confidence in God. Most of the time, we battle with the doctrine of uh, sufficiency, which is quite dangerous because in these moments where we are ashamed, we hear voices constantly speaking in our ears, echoing the same words that were spoken to Eve. Did God really say that he will never leave you, that he will never forsake you, that he is close to the brokenhearted, that he will come through, that he loves you? Out of personal experience, challenges can stifle your faith and skew your view of God. You can be pushed to become ashamed of the gospel because it's not giving the power that it should be giving. But who made us think that we are accepted and loved by God because we are in good condition or that biblical success ought to be measured on the same scale as worldly success? Who said that we should not lament before God when you are not in pain? Who said that our afflictions actually equate to God's absence. I was in this chokehold, drifting and shrinking in fear, shame, hopelessness, while being born again. I quickly realized the dangers that fear and shame have on us when we are facing adversity. This is because fear, shame, guilt, name it, these feelings isolate us from God. They affect our intimacy with God. But imagine being isolated when you're weak or in a vulnerable state. You're easy prey for the devil, right? You're susceptible to a false gospel, attacks, you name it. Shame, fear and guilt silence and cripple. They silence you from showing up in your God-given purpose. They rob us the much-needed courage we need to be what God wants us to be in every season, including these seasons of adversity. Who are we if we don't show up? Because for me, purpose means that we show up in the atmosphere that God has set up for us to be able to do his assignment. And the devil does not want us to do so. And so he will use shame as a delay tactic to destroy your assignment. Had I succumbed to shame, I would not have started this podcast. I hope you understand how the enemy attacks our faith by taking advantage of our circumstances to push his agenda. Interestingly, this was the same move that the devil pulled on Jesus. He thought by killing him, this would be the ultimate destruction of his assignment. But for us, the fact that he died and resurrected became the bedrock of our salvation and the very foundation of our lives. Now, hear me. Isaiah 52, 13 to Isaiah 53 gives us 
vivid imagery about what Christ went through at Calvary. I'll read verbatim. His appearance was so mad, beyond human semblance, and his form beyond that of children of mankind. Despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. And by the way, just know Christ relates with every ounce of pain we go through. We esteem him smitten by God and afflicted, wounded for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace and by his stripes we are healed. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. And you know, by the way, this is explaining physical pain, torture. But just imagine for a moment that Christ who was fully man looked at his pain coupled with the hate and humiliation he was getting from people who disregarded his godship bearing pain that was not meant to be his and by the way there was a time Peter cut the ear of a guard I know you know that story and there's something that Jesus told him do you think that I cannot appeal to my father and he will at once send me more than 12 legions of angels he had all the reason to look at his circumstance versus his godship and ask, how dare these people humiliate me? But he stayed. As he was being mocked, as he was being stripped naked, he stayed regardless. He was focused on assignment. But just imagine, if he allowed that kind of degrading treatment to get to him, if he allowed the shame of persecution and being mocked get to him, my friend, there would have been no salvation for us. This same Christ prayed for the same cup to be taken away. Of course, he must have been fully aware of what was coming and it must have made him very afraid. But what made Jesus show up for assignment regardless of the things that he went through? Something profound illuminated in my mind and made me realize how powerful the grip of shame can be and how it can actually kill purpose. Turn to me to the book of Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2. It says, For the joy that lay before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame and sat at the right hand of the throne of God. Internalize that for a moment. Over and above the pain and suffering he went through, he despised the shame. Alright? In some versions, the word scorned is used. So, might Christ have had a revelation that the moment you allow shame to have a stronghold in your life, it enslaves and hinders you from showing up when purpose calls. Despite the torture he experienced, Christ carried our sin, right? He endured excruciating pain to the point of death, but one thing he refused to carry is shame. In fact, he despised it. Of all the things the road to Calvary could load on him, he refused to load shame as part of it. Why? If he was ashamed of the cross, of its pain, of everything he had to go through despite him being fully man and fully God, I think he will not have fulfilled his purpose to give us salvation that ultimately came by his death on the cross. Dear believers, if Christ himself knew the crippling effects of shame and despised it, what of us? Who are we to carry shame? I think it's time you started to scorn and to despise.
spice the shame that comes in times of affliction. The shame that brings fear, that cripples, silences, and tries to reduce us to nothing. It's quite clear that we'll face tribulations, but brethren, we are not meant to go through life silently and powerlessly. Not when we are called a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that we may proclaim his excellencies of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. I believe it's time you started reclaiming your identity, take back your position in the kingdom, and show up boldly for purpose. So today, be conscious and assess the harm that shame has brought in your life and scorn it. Abundant life means living in the fullness of God, in and out of season. So despite the adversity you're facing, show up. Show up and scorn the things that Christ conquered and died for and live for all the beautiful gifts you received when he resurrected. It's been such an honor to have you here today. I hope you've been encouraged. You can reach me on Instagram at Loved and Free Podcast. Please share with friends, family, and your community. Watch out for the next episode next week, same time, same place.